remain in the sand with the people of a smokeless fire gem. Not just needy, totally needy, gotcha woman. Working through traditions of the diaspora. From the west side to the divine. Navigating through the end times for my people. Always got it right. Ancestral wisdom. Here where the spirit talks to us. Come on, won't you just dive real deep with me? This is Tay of Tay in the Water podcast, full of conversations around working with spirits, astrology, black gender, black queerness, and everything connected to those things. It's been a long time, but we here now, and we also have a guest. We have Elena Knox here. She is a healer, a creative, whose work focuses on the emotional wounds of those society has deemed the least desirable. At the corner where where self-care and community care meet, Elena has created Healing Fat Bodies, a fat, black, queer-led organization that holds support groups for folks in fat bodies while centering the experience of fat, black femmes. Healing Fat Bodies cultivates brave spaces that tend to the fragments caused by weight stigma, by honoring negative emotion as a sacred and crucial part of our experience. So y'all should be clapping right now. Y'all should be clapping and just welcome Elena into this space. She in my space right now. So we're just going to do a little clap. We're going to do a little clap. And I expect you to be clapping too. Okay, y'all. Okay, so hi, Elena. Hey. Hi. How you doing? What's up? I'm good. How are you? You good? Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Let's get right into it. Um, how do you feel about, hmm, how are you feeling about something that you've learned recently? Can you tell us about something that you've learned recently? Mm. Um, you know, I learned this a long time ago, but it keeps sinking in deeper and deeper. The mm-hmm. healing is not linear. Yeah. Um, and that sounds like a cute thing to say when you up and you in the positive part That's of healing. True. And then when you get down, you be like, damn, how am I back here? So I've been learning how to navigate the up and down and like, you know, negative emotion and transform it into something so I could be better the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. Where'd you, where do you feel like you learned that from? Um, or maybe was like first exposed to that as a lesson. You know, I think it's because I'm, I'm getting old. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I really do. I really feel like I'm like like settling into myself and like you just get tired of being sad and mm-hmm. like really like so my mentor always says act as if nobody's coming to save you. Ooh. Damn. And yeah. And that shit, like, I mean, it feels really weird that those are the things that, like, fuel me. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, just, like, the thought that, like, niggas really do hate you. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas really will not fuck with you based off of, like, 
your intersection mm. and you really be out here alone and you be sad and then you just get tired of being sad. You get old. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think aging has been great for me because I was just tired of being sad. And yeah. so I was like, I got to get creative to learn ways to navigate through this shit that I'm just a part of. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Is there anything that you would like to add to just like introducing yourself to the world and whoever's listening that, you know, maybe wasn't in the bio, just like anything about yourself that you want to bring into the space? Mm. Hey, y'all. I'm Elena. <laughs> they, she pronouns. Um, I'm a fat black liberationist. And I don't know, I just be vibing. I really don't know. I be feeling I be feeling weird. We just had a whole conversation about how hard creating bios yeah. is for me. Um I don't be knowing how to introduce myself or what Maybe to say. I just feel like I'm everything. So okay. I feel like I'm everything and I'm nothing at the same time, so it's so complex. So I'm, I just be vibing. I feel that. And also, I feel like when people be asking them questions, I be like, girl, I don't even know how to answer the questions that also seem simple of like, how are you today? Yeah. That should be hard as fuck because how deep do I get, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you want to know? What do you want to know? I'm happy and I'm angry. Like, it depends on what topic. (laughs) What What do you want from me? Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know. I've been actually wondering, like, what is a better question to ask niggas when Mm -hmm. you're greeting them? Like. Not how are you feeling? And also, those questions feel very invasive to me. That's what I be saying. Like, what the fuck you that's mean? What how I'm are saying. you? That's, that's private. That's private. That's how I be feeling. And I'm like, I know being secretive isn't inherently wrong. But I'm like, damn, should I be a little bit more open? I don't know. Like, I think you on it, yeah. And I think, you know, that's why I had an obsession with, like, talking about honesty and, like, trying to pick it apart and see what the mm. fuck niggas was talking about because people will say how are you and it's expected that you have the response of like good how are you or like yeah. I'm okay like you know like because we don't be, be ready like if you say no I'm having a fucked up yeah, day yeah you be like, be like oh. okay well <laughs> <laughs> alright I hope that works out for you not nobody knows what to say when you really be like actually you know navigating anti-blackness is difficult today but right people be like please like you know how are you self-caring and i was like am i though i'm pretty much just you know living i don't fucking know i'm not self-caring <laughs> i'm out here vibing yeah and just being alive the next day and then yeah. when i have more energy to do some shit you know but i don't know what a good question would be in replacement i saw this list um recently of like it's supposed to be alternative questions to that. But honestly, when I was reading it, it was just so white that I was just like, girl, I'm not using none of them. <laughs> or if, if I was, it just felt like I would have to do more work, like looking at that list to like revise it to be blacker because mm-hmm. it just, I'm like, um, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. I don't remember what they was. What they be saying? I don't remember. I feel like I saved it on my Instagram, but it's, it's. Yeah. It just something. be feeling so weird. So, I mean, like, what do they be saying? Like, what's that white, like, the <laughs> self-care shit they Ooh, put on? Oh, maybe I'll pull it up. Talk, you talking. The self-care shit that they be putting on, like, white Instagram. What they be doing? Like, you know, like, psychologists and shit be like, I don't know. What do they be saying? 
but I just feel like it's not realistic. Yeah, and sometimes even what you were just saying too of like how they be feeling um, invasive, like some of the replacement questions also feel like that too. Yeah, to be like when's the last time you took a shit? Like. <laughs> Oh, I found it. Hold on, let me see. It's this one. Ooh, here we go. So, okay, so here's some alternatives. I'm really I've glad listed. we're friends. I'm really glad we're friends. Has anything been on your mind that you want to talk about? Like, this sound like therapy. Yeah. Do that not sound like therapy to you? Yeah, it's good to hear your like, voice. Like, I, I was like, my therapist says this exact phrase. Like, is there anything you'd love to talk about today? That's <laughs> What's the vibe today? <laughs> What's the vibe today still feels like? How are you feeling? Yeah, that's real. I, what did you do today is a better question. I see that listed here. Like, oh, what you was doing today? What you was doing? You know, I started to, I was thinking about it the other day and I said to somebody, what are you doing? Instead of how are you or mm-hmm. how are you feeling? And we hadn't talked in a long time, so it felt weird. Yeah. But they were like, nothing. Because sometimes I don't want to <laughs> take an inventory of how I've been doing. Please, <laughs> just tell me what you're doing. Drinking a glass of water. Keep it right. simple. <laughs> That's real. But yeah, some of these, I was just like, I just, maybe it's also how I was reading it. Cause I'm like, I could revise this. Like even what I just did of like, oh, what you do today? Instead of what did you do today? Like that's a difference. Yeah. You was reading it with an English English accent. Yeah. <laughs> if we could talk about anything, what would you want it to be? Mm-hmm. That sounds like an icebreaker. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I just be feeling like, let's just fucking link. <laughs> right. Let's just talk. I don't fucking know. Yeah. So, I mean. Because I don't be needing people to ask me questions if I'm ready to talk about something. Yeah. I know I... you gotta ask for consent. Like, are you are able to hold this and shit? <laughs> but you know, it's some niggas that you vibe with and you just be like, yeah you know you could just hop right in yeah i love them conversations me too that'd be the best i love like them you know them calls and stuff like that don't even say hi girl let me tell you about what it's yeah. like yeah but so thank you for sharing those things um i also want to ask you a little bit i'm gonna jump around these questions just a little bit um I was thinking, I put this question on here because uh, I I wanted to ask you more about how your relationship to your queerness because I was thinking the other day, I was like, remember when I thought you were straight for the longest time? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, but when I was dating a nigga and it was a nigga, nigga, nigga. It was a horrible <laughs> nigga. Like, it was just a basic nigga. Mm-hmm. But, and, I, but it wasn't you even... Were like, you were like, I was talking shit about how, like, this cishet nigga was just horrible. Mm. And you were like, oh my God, it's a cishet nigga? We've been talking about this whole time? I didn't know niggas really still dated them. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know niggas made the full decision to stop. Like, I didn't even know I fully had the choice to like, I don't know. I just, you know, boundaries, learning shit. But I remember when you first told me, like, you corrected me, like, oh, like a while later. And you was like, well, actually, I'm not straight. Like, I, you yeah. know, and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, what? And I was yeah. like, I wasn't, I was like, it was, I don't even know. I guess I had just never heard you say anything about your queerness before. So I just assumed. But it was real funny because I feel like around that time, before you said that to me, 
Um, you know, I also at that time had very few straight friends as well. But I was like, all the straight friends that I think I have, they come out to me like just a couple months after. Mm. I, I have that thought like, oh yeah, this is my straight friend right and here. Like you meet them right when they're on the cusp of turning. No, I um, I think my relationship to my queerness is like kind of stayed the same and changed so much in that I think it's something that's so deeply personal yeah. and always changing. Um, but I also think like it's political and I like am queering up my politic and shit. Mm-hmm. And there are just certain people that I'm just not finna like. There are certain intersections of people that I don't want to have near me. Yeah. Like who? Um... <laughs> It's a lot of niggas, you know, um, (laughs) cishet people in general. Um, Everybody who's not you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, I'm not, I'm just, I don't even know. Yeah, no, that's real. That's real. I'm just not, because it's also, it extends to colorism. We was talking about that. Yeah. There are certain friends I'm not finna let near me. Yeah. So it's some experiences that, but it's also weird because like love is a resource. Mm. Right. So my queerness is interesting because niggas be looking for love. You know what I'm saying? Like. But can you elaborate on what you mean when you say love is a resource? Like the same way that when we talk about capitalism and we talk about like intersectionality, people desirability is an intersection. Or no, how people experience desirability and their intersections impact their access to being desired. Mm. So I have you know, niggas got to get their love where they can. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't judge people who are in the margins for the ways that they get their shit. Mm. Yeah. And my queerness is connected to understanding that, like, yeah, people got to get their cup filled. And sometimes it is in ways that, like... Are still harmful to them. Are key. still harmful. And okay. so you're just kind of moving through the, like, process of getting less and less harmful with the ways that you date. Mm. So my queerness kind of bloomed out of like not self-harming. Because when I was continuing to date certain people, it was like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like in those experiences that it was, that you were also experiencing like a strong like loss of self, or do you feel like, like, how do you feel like your relationship to yourself was? In That's, those? yeah. I feel like I didn't have one. And I didn't, I just thought. Is that your I phone? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, what is that typing sound? I was confused. Or can we just no, hear the I'm other apartment? Girl, I can, that was loud as hell. I don't know. I don't know how we ever hear that. Freaking. I didn't know. You I ain't hear I'm sorry. I was <laughs> The day. <laughs> I saw I got distracted for a second. Continue, continue, continue. But yeah, I started out um, dating people who were uh, much older than me. Oh, yeah. Because 
and 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 people who did not ask for consent. Mm. So I was like dating a lot of older uh, cis hat black men. Okay, That's remember that nigga who was talking about the website? <laughs> Please stop, please stop, please stop, please stop. My body, my body, my body. Okay. <laughs> no, yes, yes. I was talking to these niggas because I learned what attraction felt like through watching people who were considered more desirable mm-hmm. in society be chased. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so I wanted the feeling of being chased. And I was um trying to be... F- I don't know, I just wanted to feel like what niggas said feeling attractive felt like. Right. And so, when you would date these, like, niggas who was... I don't want to say that. <laughs> niggas who... <laughs> I would date these niggas who was preying on young bitches, right? I just knew I was a young bitch. Like, I knew yeah. I didn't have the body that niggas was looking for. I didn't have the things. But all I knew when I got out of school was, like, I wanted to be witnessed by other people and th- they were the people that were there talking yeah. about I'm willing to witness you right so I was just there with him I didn't even have a relationship with myself my relationship with myself was dependent on whatever the people in the community and the environment around me needed me to be mm. so I was I called myself a shapeshifter right because I was just whoever the fuck you need I needed me to, to be, be so right. that I could feel like I had friends or I could feel like I was a part of some shit and I still struggle with that but I'm much further along, but I also see how far I got to go. Mm. You know? So, yeah. Wow. So, with that, ex- with those experiences and stuff, and like that, mm, you're describing like this transitional period. Like, can you describe, can you give us a little insight to like where you are right now? And also, we can let this be a time where you talk a little bit about your art um, and your writings as well. Like, just like anything. So, like, just commenting, so you talked about, like, this transitional period, too, like, how far you've come, but mm-hmm. how you, you know, it's it's still a complex ride mm-hmm. um, from kind of, like, having these, like, shape-shifting histories and stuff like that, but you have, like, a little bit of a stronger sense of self, is that what you would mm-hmm, say? Mm-hmm. You have a stronger sense of self? Mm-hmm. Okay, and mm-hmm. firmer boundaries, mm-hmm. inshallah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, can you describe, can you talk a little bit more about, like, like about that about where you are now and then also maybe connect that to like your art like the things that you are able to that you the things that you've been able to create because of the yeah oh, that's what I mean. ba, ba, I'm here okay I'm here <laughs> okay yeah I so I don't know if my boundaries are something that I would label as firm mm-hmm. okay they're a little loosey they're a little loosey goosey okay they're a little flippy floppy okay so during COVID, it's been much easier to hold up boundaries mm. because we can't see each other anyway. Niggas is not invited. I, I, I can't come. I'm sorry. It's COVID. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but one of the things that I have been doing because I know that I struggle with saying no yeah. is isolating myself, which in some ways is not great. But it's also, it feels really good long term to know it's been months since I've done something <laughs> I didn't want to do. Mm. Um, and like moving further away from that, it kind of is showing me why it's important to have boundaries. Because right. I'm doing it accidentally because COVID came through and said you can't hang out with these niggas anyway. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like, oh, okay, I got to give a fuck. I have to like, I just didn't understand the concept of why people were so obsessed with being honest Mm. because I was like, y'all don't like who I am. So when I need, when I have these needs that need to get met, 
why would I share who I am? Yeah. Because, you know what I'm saying? If I'm, the goal, you know, the <laughs> equation's not making sense. <laughs> but then I ended up in a lot of situations and environments that weren't for me and niggas didn't like me. And I would be confused as fuck when things would crash and burn. Yeah. Not really confused because I was like, you know what's going on. I know what the fuck going on. You, If you pretend to be a bitch that's purple and niggas who like bitches that are purple link with you, but you're not actually a purple bitch. I mean, <laughs> the cycle is really just about the, you're about to feel unloved, unwanted, but it's hard when society says purple bitches is great. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it takes a certain amount of like bravery that I don't necessarily always want mm. to have to have when I am relating with people and boundaries feel like something you have to be able to afford sometimes. Yeah. So I've been isolated, spending a lot of time by myself, trying to move slower so that I don't just say yes as soon as somebody says something. Um, I recently put a boundary in place where when someone asks me to do something or participate in something, I need 24 hours before mm. I can respond. I like that. That's a, you know, it's real simple. You also got to get creative because people are not really talking mm -hmm. about like the people who are talking about fucking with yourself are like fucking Alicia Keys. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas is like really regular <laughs> bitches. Like, like I just learned to love myself and it's like, were you made fun of? Were you ever told that you, you know what I'm saying? Did your hair break combs? <laughs> Did you? Right. Cause what are you? Cause I'm really not trying to. What are you to. breaking free from? Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like that was a lot of rambling. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so... Hmm. So you do... I know you have a lot of, like, written pieces, but then you also do mm -hmm. painting. You be painting. So can you tell us a little bit about, like, what that experience has, has been like? Like, is that what you've been doing, like, in this isolation, like, period? Is mm -hmm. that something that has grown at all? I have been talking a lot to my friends mm -hmm. um and it feels like we're creating when we have conversations together Ooh, that's you know? beautiful we be vibing and like stacking thoughts on top of each other so mm. that like it just is cool um and i do paint i have started painting fat bodies mm -hmm. and that feels really nice because one painting is different than like writing and drawing because mm -hmm. I, I be heavy-handed, okay? I really, Painting taught me that I was heavy-handed as fuck. And you got to kind of, like, slightly, like, stroke the paper. Yeah. And mm. so, and it also, like, you have to be a little bit more, like, calm. Because, mm. like, it's easier to draw a straight line than it is to paint a straight line. That's true. And I don't like slowing down. I do, I want to, like, slowing down. I'm understanding. But, like, I just be wanting to dissociate and get my way through shit and not actually be there. Yeah. So I'm learning to be more present with painting. And then also, like, I fuck up all the time. Um, and it kind of retrains my body to be okay with fucking up instead of being so afraid. Because I struggle with inaction mm -hmm. all the time because I'm so afraid that I'm going to make a mistake and I'm going to be in trouble and I'm going to get punished. And so, like, being able to paint and fuck something up and be like, that wasn't supposed to be there, but it can <laughs> be this now. Or it can be that. And you could transform shit. It's like... I'm not like, you know, Picasso, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not no like, you know, but it's cool. And I get cheap ass stuff from like Dollar Tree. That's smart. So it's like, sometimes I'll just look at the shit sitting there in the corner for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done anything because I'm like, 
have to have a plan for something I'm about to paint so mm. I don't waste supplies and I don't waste materials. Oh, wow. But now, because this shit is like a poster board from Dollar Tree that I'm painting on or like paint from Five Below, mm-hmm. I'd be like, fuck it. Just put a... Do, do something. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Express yourself because this system makes you afraid to make mistakes. That's real. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't tell you that any one of your mistakes could easily become the most beautiful ass masterpiece yeah. you've ever created in your life. And yeah. that you could love that shit forever too. Yeah. Yeah. They don't tell you about that part. Yeah. Mmm. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like listening to listening to you say that, <clears throat> excuse me. It also just makes me think of, because I know last time art came up, we was talking about like just like decorating like, you know, a, a space. Um, and we've also been in conversation around like how your spaces have to feed you and like nourish you and stuff like that. Um, it makes me think of your Taurusness because like I feel like with my earth sign is, who's the first person? I think it was, do you remember Rebecca? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, she was, I think she was the first person to really highlight for me, um, like when I was going through it some years ago, she was like, well, of course you're going through this right now because, you know, you're an earth sign girl, like you need groundedness. Like if your home isn't grounded and like, and like, uh, already fulfilling you, then of course it's going to affect you like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't know, it, it was like something about painting that picture that connected like my earthiness to like you know the us literally being here like in this space and stuff like that really helped me out and like when I think about you being a Taurus and me being a Virgo and stuff like that like I don't know it just makes me think about it just makes me think a lot about like physical spaces and what they hold and like how our art feeds us as well and like how it's important to um to just like gain more energetic control over a space like how that that also helps us become like it's like when if I'm feeling down right like emotionally or mentally or something like that just lost you know what I'm saying it's okay because my space still got me even mm-hmm. when I don't have the capacity for that like mm-hmm. my space still got me mm-hmm. um and so that's something that I really like value but, yeah but you're right I'm thinking about like decorating a space mm-hmm. somebody said recently one of these fucking art ass conversations with my friends. Um, she was talking about how Tauruses are really good at like plugging up all of your senses. Mm. And I was like, I like that. That's really cute. Yeah. And like decorating the places like it visually. Yeah. And it's like appealing. my relationship with beauty and finding things visually appealing is it's changed so much mm-hmm. because for a while I was just trying to rebel against because people were like, you're not beautiful. Mm. But then when I would say I'm not beautiful, when I would call myself ugly and identify that way, it would make people so uncomfortable. that mm. They would be like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't say that. Um, and then like now that I want to find beautiful things and like sometimes beautiful things cost money and like time and energy yeah. and things that I like almost am realizing I didn't feel deserving of Mm -hmm. even just with like clothes and like putting more effort into seeing like finding things that fit or going through your shit and like throwing out shit that you don't wear anymore right or things that don't make you comfortable um yeah designing my apartment has been something I've been doing like 
finding shit in the trash. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you sure did say I that. be <laughs> trash shopping. I be outside. People be throwing their little shit away. And I be like, oh, a chair. Oh, what the? And then sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I bring it in and I be like, damn, this really was trash. Like, <laughs> no, it's garbage. <laughs> this was really trash for a reason. Like, oh, the chair does not hold anything. Okay. So, um, and I just tried to get a dresser out of the trash and I put it in my trunk by myself. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I put it in the trunk by myself. I lift that bitch up and it's like, push it in. Big ass spider. <gasps> I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't it do. was a big ass spider and it was already Stop. hanging out the back of my trunk. And I go, I, I'm thinking, I'm going to drive this to my motherfucking place. This spider's going to hop off the bottom of this dresser into my car oh. and have babies and kill me while I'm driving. So I'm scared. So I take the, I just push the dresser out and put it back in the trash and just close my trunk up. Like, that wasn't for me. That wasn't for me. <laughs> But it was a good ass dresser. Then I went and got some Ray. Oh my god! I got some Ray. I went back. The dresser was gone. But oh, yeah, R. it R. wasn't meant for me. That's why it was big as fuck. Ew. Uh, 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 uh. And I don't no. have time to fight you. I don't have time to fight you. No, because I will cry. I will have a breakdown right here, and then I might kill you. But I still gonna cry, and I just don't know if I'm gonna actually get the dresser after Mm-mm. all that. It don't even matter. I don't. <laughs> no, I cannot handle. I cannot handle bugs. I just can't. My spirits try. We go through this every year. Where they try to give me some lessons about bugs. And I'm like, girl, just. Oh my God. If I wanted to live outside, I would live outside. That's the thing. So I was with, I was around this white person. And they was like, <laughs> you know how white people just love shit that's not human? bad way but like you know how they be really fucking with animals and like really just be with the shit so one time we out by some water and one of the white people was like first of all trying to dominate the geese what because like they was coming over and i'm like "Uh uh-uh they're getting a little too close you know how you get when like we've been out together before (laughs) and a bee gets a little too close and we collectively look at each other and go well this is their space now right (laughs) we're moving to another place white people don't think that way (laughs) white people go oh look a bumblebee Oh my God! Look, the geese are coming over here. Oh, just all you have to do is snap at them, and I'm like, what? So, yeah, they literally started like you trying to battle? At the geese. They tried to battle the geese. What's some you got served shit? They really tried. And I was like, I was like, this is what y'all are doing, y'all. This is what y'all are doing with animals. Y'all are getting y'all little like domination kink yeah. off. Which, cause you know how you be seeing them, and they be like, "I'm sick. Don't be playing." (laughs) You know how they be yelling at them. But yeah, I'm about to get a kitten. Oh yeah, weren't you supposed to get one like earlier in the month? (laughs) I'm like looking at the date. Oh, I have had four kittens fall through. I don't know. I was supposed to get. Are you not getting the biracial one no more? I don't want the biracial. I really want. I really wanted a nigga cat. You gave it up. I did. I did. I wanted a nigga cat because I also wanted a dark skinned cat. Period. There was something about having an orange ass cat. It just wasn't working that out. That was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, but also it fell through, so it wasn't my choice. But, like, <laughs> I am, I know a cat is coming. I just got a cat backpack. You, what is that? <laughs> it's a backpack. <laughs> It it's a backpack to, where you really put your cat in it and they can see out. They can see out. It's what, like are they like like sticking no, let me out? Show you, let me show you. Oh my god, you're about to die because it's so fucking cute. Or is it like a little window? 
It's like a little window. Oh, so they can just see the world. They can just see the world, and I'm finna have my motherfucking That's on my kinda back. cute. And they get to re- What? <laughs> 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 it looks like they um, asked about or something. Why is yeah, like that? Why is the probe like that? I don't know, but... And I'm just scared. I'm just scared because I don't know what to do. I'm not, you know, I grew up in one of those stereotypical black houses that think loving animals was for white people. <laughs> oh, that's so real. You know what I'm saying? They was like, uh, like, not that they didn't love the animal, but they were yeah. like, not in my kitchen. <laughs> not on my bed. Like, the animal was really, like, treated like a slave in the house. It's like that. It's Gonna bring it right when it's on time. Not always there when you call, but always on time. Why is all this happening though? You know, it's just. Don't I feel be like time. you should get your cat. Sometimes it just don't be time. Cause also, I've been looking up. I've been on cat talk. Oh, the the cat part of TikTok. Yes. It's like, yes. What is this new platform? Like, you know, they be just putting words in front of talk. Mm-hmm. They be like brown talk, <laughs> black talk. They do. But yeah. I was on cat talk and they was talking about a pre- <laughs> preparing your apartment for a new baby kitten. Oh, and so I just know that it's not even kitten proof up in that bitch yet. <laughs> so I do have a backpack and a litter box, but <laughs> they could die. Because they, pro- they they are like poisonous. Like, I got a lot of plants. <laughs> poisonous what? Plants. Oh. Some plants they got? can't fuck with. That's very true. And then also they say. And like, oil, like essential oils, mm-hmm. I mean, like lavender. Can mm-hmm. they, can't they not? I don't fucking know. Okay. But <laughs> my under the couch and under the bed, they said make sure you plug it up so they don't get stuck under there or start clawing under your couch and shit. Oh. So. That's intense. Mm-hmm. And you can't get your door thing that you wanted. The right. The beaded curtain. Thing. Your beaded curtain. Yeah. That's sad. But you'll find some other ways to like decorate real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this adventure with you and this cat. I can't wait to see the one that actually you able to get. I know. I feel like once once they there, it's gonna be like, wow, like you was you was keeping me waiting for a little bit. You was keeping me waiting, but like we was meant to be. I yeah. hope it's like that. I started out wanting a dog. I didn't even know really? what I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to go outside and like um it was supposed to be a part of my healing. Because okay. I'm like, I don't you know, I, I'm a recovering codependent. <laughs> And I be wanting to like attach on and Velcro onto people. Not Velcro. I be wanting to Velcro. <laughs> I be wanting to Velcro. I'm talking about friendships and all. Every time I be like, let's be friends forever. It's I call it Disney Channel uh, relationships. Okay. Like you know how like they be best friends and they climb in each other's window. Yes. They <laughs> they climb up even if their friend don't answer the phone. They'll be like, I'm at your window. Right. I don't really want that anymore, but I know that that's like the pattern that my brain has been told to mm. want so i'm just i think an animal will be a good nigga to like link with you know and i like, agree 
You know? I agree. Plus, I think with cats, though, it's really impressive because they're really good at usually stating their boundaries. Not stating, but, Mm -hmm. like, acting upon them Mm -hmm. and, like, enforcing them and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, cats, they're like, bitch, do not touch me. I will let you know that I don't want to be touched. But I will also come in in two minutes right after that and let you know, okay, now you can. Now you can touch me. Now you can pet me. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like cats are really good examples. People be talking shit about cats because they be like damn cats are so mean and shit bitch that's just how i like them honestly (laughs) i don't know yeah i don't know they good examples the thing that made me want the dog more than i mean the cat Mm -hmm. more than a dog um is noise Hmm. Mm -hmm. i am stressed out like i couldn't deal with a dog that like kept barking because yeah. my anxiety is not there yet. If I had a house, maybe two, I would be super, like, conscious of my neighbors being irritated. Mm-hmm. And my apartment, like, there's a little dog park, a small dog park next to it. Not okay. really. It's, it's not. It's a, it's a place where niggas take their dog. It's just, a, <laughs> okay. it's just like an open area where the people in the apartment who have dogs take them to shit. Okay. Um, and so they would be able to see people walking past and dogs walking past all the time. Mm-hmm. And if they were one of those dogs that barked every time motion happened, mm. I would just be too stressed out. That would stress me out too. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> oh, goodness. Yeah. Let me see. Okay, let's look at these questions real quick. Let me see. Because I want to also come back to... Um, I want to come back to that... That statement that you said of love being a resource if you're if you're okay with that so I had put this question of like what's your relationship to you being a giver of love like um and what does that mean to you or you know what does that mean for you does that Mm. question make sense for you yeah okay so you know I talk about being not only a recovering codependent but Mm -hmm. a recovering people pleaser Mm -hmm. um and have you seen people say shit like uh, people pleasing is just manipulation? Have you seen that? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. People talk about it being manipulation and mm-hmm. then somebody else, like a white psychologist said that online. And then there was like this black person who was like, it's not just manipulation. It's a trauma response. Yeah. That's okay. That's what yeah. I'm more of. And that helped me a lot because I was always frustrated because I'm thinking I'm giving love to people mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't really um, perform my anger. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I thought that was what it meant to love people. Like I'm almost un- always unconditionally kind. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm like upset, I'll just be like, I need to go in my own space right now. Because anger is something really intimate for people to experience with me. Very true. And so loving people is interesting because coming from the place of a people pleaser and thinking that you're loving people um, and now moving into understanding that loving someone is allowing them to experience anger with yeah. you and like experience um, just negative emotion in general and not put it on like you're okay when you're not mm-hmm. and like being and like like I said I had that like um, obsession with why people liked honesty so much and I realize now it's because you can't really love people fully unless you have space to be honest. Mm. Um, so I've been getting better at sharing when things make me uncomfortable. Good. And giving people the option to not want to fuck with me because something uncomfortable happened. As opposed to like being in an awkward situation and then 
people pleasing and like doing a like dance and being mm-hmm. like funny or whatever to yeah. like distract that from like the fact that I don't fuck with this. Like right. there are some instances where you just notice your intersection is too far away from somebody to really vibe or to be cared for. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say anything. I just didn't want them to feel uncomfortable. Right. And I thought it was loving people to not let them feel uncomfortable in my presence. Um, but now, you know, I just am a little meaner. Okay. And it makes period. me feel like I'm a better <laughs> I'm a better lover because I'm a little more honest when I don't feel good about things. Mm. That actually was connected to what I what else I was gonna ask you too, because you brought up anger a couple times. So I was gonna ask like, you know, what does what in the ideal world, you know what I'm saying? In the ideal world, what would like performing anger what what would you performing anger really look like Mm. what like what what do you have like what would you have a vision of when it comes to that well you know (laughs) i be saying that (laughs) people people who are really deep in the margins and shit Mm -hmm. what happens is a lot of the like harm that we experience happens because people are so well versed in pointing out your shadow Mm. and they don't think there's anything wrong with that. So like when we talk about code switching, Mm -hmm. the nature of it is to literally just give a fuck about how someone feels in your presence. Mm. And then the deeper you get in the margins, the less people care about how you feel when you're in their presence, which is why you can be friends with a fat person and you can talk about how much you hate the idea of getting fat, being fat, being with a fat person, seeing fat. And, like, you don't ever think that it's hurting that person because you're not mm-hmm. even trained. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What the fuck was you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what was about your anger? I was talking about, oh, like, how would I perform, perform yeah, anger? Yeah. Yes. Um, you did, yeah. I have... One of the ways that I feel the most loved recently, mm-hmm. one of the ways that I experience love um, now is by being with people who allow me to be what I say, what I call the mean girl of my dreams. Okay. Because I say what comes to mind and then we vibe and we do a thing. Um, if I could perform my anger, I would be, I would have more space to pick apart other people's shadows because <laughs> I don't feel like I have a lot of space to do that. Someone was just talking about in one of the groups um, how their niceness is performative because they felt like once they started to like get bigger, now I was a fat, I was a fat bitch, whole life, whole life fat, but like <laughs> they were not. And they said once they got bigger, they stopped thinking they could be mean. Mm. And so niceness came with fatness. And I guess if I could perform my anger in a perfect world, I would be allowed to be like, y'all are fucked up. Right. And I'm upset about the fact that y'all are fucked up. And here's how you're fucked up. Like, I'm not even, you know how people just have this obsession with like pinpointing whether or not a fat person is healthy or Mm -hmm. just the assumption that you're not. I want to be able to be like sometimes, and I don't know if that's like an okay um, (laughs) desire. Um, I guess everything's okay. It, but it definitely is. I be wanting to be like, let's look at how you're unhealthy. Okay. <laughs> you don't have no relationship with your kids. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Let's start there. You're a deadbeat for one. One. <laughs> hey. You know what I'm saying? Like, people doing unhealthy. This is an unhealthy ass system. Yeah. But there are certain people that 
other people get a chance to push their shadow into and say, well, they're the unhealthy one and I'm mm. doing it right. And so sometimes I be wanting to be like, nigga, yeah. you're not really getting access to a bunch of great shit here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't, <clears throat> it wouldn't stretch beyond that. Like your anger in performing that. Cause when I, I guess this also speaks to like just my own identities and stuff like that too. But Cause when I think about my anger, I'd be like, girl, if I could beat some ass, just mm. beat some ass, uh, some non-black ass without facing any consequences or the legal system. That's what I think about. If somebody was to ask me that question, do you never like think about that because you like are not giving that space? Yeah, I don't think, I think sometimes I think about it because I've had, um, people who intersect much higher than me want to beat my ass. Mm. And in those moments. <laughs> Because, and, and for valid reasons, because, mm. like, as I've been working through, like, being a people pleaser, I've connected with niggas that I genuinely wasn't connected to. Mm. So, like, there are good reasons for people to be pissed. Um, but I have thought. See, that's the thing. I If I get to beating people ass, <laughs> <laughs> as a fat bitch... That's I just can't see beyond the way people would be stuck in seeing me mm, and see. and the things I would lose access to if mm. you saw me as that because I'm already aggressive mm. and I'm already like violent and whatever and and that restricts my access to things so much. So if I actually was, even if I thought about it, sometimes I think like if I like fantasize about it too much, yeah. it impacts the way that I show up in the world. Mm. Um, and so I sometimes be like, being a fake bitch is a part of my armor. Mm. Yeah. But you just gotta know where the lines are because you can be fake and fake a fucking whole ass job or, you know, and be yeah. dangerous in these places where you're faking it. Right. So That reminds me of the part of... Um your bio in the root work journal because <clears throat> i didn't tell you so when my mom got her copy of the book um she i was like bragging i was like oh my god like you know my friends is in this book i'm in this book like i was just super proud and stuff like that you know and the fact that she was able to get her own copy really like brightened my day she my mama is so funny she was like um she was really happy as well but when we were going over your bio she was like love her liars why she why she love her liars i don't like that part wait a minute what's going on i said mama it's okay like just read how about you read her piece <laughs> read her piece but what you say make me think about about that too and like where you know you might have been coming from in that aspect too yeah my name on instagram is lion ass bitch yeah and that was that's a part of my journey like yeah. people pleasing and like masking so much in society and then people are upset with me when they find the place where i've lied right and i didn't understand why you would be upset because I thought that's what you, like, I, mm. I just thought that was what loving people was, like, not letting you see my beast. Mm. Um, and so my thing, like, my bio on Instagram is, we're all liars. Some of us just stay disconnected and or privileged enough to not be reminded of our contradictions. Yeah. So my thing about lying, it's like, I know that that's <laughs> controversial. Um, <laughs> I mean, it still makes sense, but my mama was no, she yeah, flabbergasted. Yeah, my mama don't like it. My mama don't like it. A lot of people don't like it, but I, I feel like there's, and especially when I'm like dealing with like, um, fat people mm -hmm. and fat femmes and how often 
people only want to give us the resource of love when you are able to perform confidence. Mm. And so one of the things we deal with is like feeling like a liar because people look at you and think you fuck with yourself, right. but you don't. So when I say lover of liars, I mean like I hold space for contradiction and mm-hmm. I don't think liberation can exist without room to contradict and have to like figure shit out. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I was also going to say that, like, when I say lover of liars, I also am coming from the background of being a catfish. Oh, yeah. I was a catfish for a lot of time in my childhood. I remember just talking about that. And, you know, that show Catfish came out and, like, it just triggered me so much to watch because, like, it was, like, always fat people and, like, Mm -hmm. black people and dark-skinned people Mm -hmm. who were the catfish and, like they would always, like, make them this huge-ass villain. Yeah. And, like, but no one ever wanted to discuss... What even led them to doing all that? Yeah, like, what's going on in society? And not even to know, like, you know, like, when we get to talking about what led people to do stuff, like, we really don't do shit with it. We capitalize on it, Mm. and we make it really white and water it down. But it's like, no, niggas are being neglected. Yeah. This is what should be talked about, but instead, we're doing this thing where... And, like, the person who hosts the show, Neve or Nev, mm-hmm. um, he tweeted during, you know, Black Girls Rock that, like... They, I remember that. I saw he that. He tweeted, Black Girls sure do rock, but they also catfish a lot. Girl. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all don't think this is nothing anybody ever wants to dive deeper into? Yeah. And so, like, I struggled a lot because, like, I would get called a liar. Like, you know, obviously, you catfish a nigga's like... Like, people are like, you lied. And I'm like, yes, I did. But, like, there was just no space to process what was happening to me. Right. Um, And so, like, one of my ways to do that was to rebel and be like, nah, like, I am about to practice radical acceptance. Mm. And, like, niggas lie. And why do niggas lie? And what's beneath the lie? And what are you protecting? And why don't you feel comfortable? And what are the, like, core physiological needs that every human has that certain Mm. people are not getting met? Exactly. And why is that? And how can we create something where that can be done? Um, yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, I definitely remember us talking about that, too. And sharing stories. Of oh, life. yeah. I got so many good catfish stories. <laughs> it was a great fucking time. It was a good time. It was a good time. And it taught me a lot about intersectionality. Yeah. Because I've been a lot of bitches. Okay. <laughs> You got to see what each group did. I got did. to see what each group did and like people <laughs> didn't like I got a chance to like experience people in the world in a way that like I at the time didn't think I could. Mm-hmm. And now that I've like I've come so far from there, but I still like really honor that. And like I know that there are people still there. So most of the time I'm speaking to the niggas that are still there and my art is for the niggas that are still there. Yeah. So like when people are not there, like when you're somewhere else you understand why lying isn't great. Right. Um, but when you're somewhere where you feel really restricted and you don't have, like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you get to a place where you're like, I'm not about to get yelled at for this. I don't want to mm. get punished. I don't want, you just want to get your shit done, you yeah. know? Um, so I'm talking to those people. I'm not necessarily talking to the, the Donald Trump liars in the world, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the little black girl that's like Aww. photoshopping her picture. Right. And niggas are like, ugh. Or the person that like is wearing shapewear and saying that they're not. 
or you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people who are pretending to be confident when they're not, or just the niggas who are out here surviving and having to capitalize even off their activism. Right. Ooh. And they're not even able to fully <laughs> actually be the radical nigga that they yeah. are able to type that they are yeah. because they're so caught up in the cycle. And I get that. And I deeply, mm-hmm. that's how I give love is by like extending a lot of grace, but also ooh, my mentor's mentor says, <laughs> You are scared and you are sacred, but no, you cannot hurt me. Ooh. So when I'm loving other people in the margins, I'm like, I see where it's at. I see what it, I know what it feels like to not think you're good enough and you look like me. So if you don't think you're good enough, I know that if you get in a certain distance of me, you're going to fuck me up, but I still see you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like learning Mm -hmm. how to like love people where they're at and like really like, how does, what does it look like to love each other? You know? Right. Yeah. In a deeper way. In a deeper way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. I feel like listening to you talk makes me understand even more, or like at least be able to articulate more of why a couple of years ago, um, when my spirits had described you as being the human manifestation of love. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a very powerful ass statement. That was a very powerful, <clears throat> that meant a lot. And I knew that was true as soon as they had said it. But I, it's like, I didn't, it's like, I understood this with my body, but I didn't actually know, like, the details of, like, why this is, like, you know, like, why this is the case. Like, I just knew that it was true. Mm -hmm. But I feel like listening to you talk about this just gives me such more language to be like, this is why. Mm -hmm. This is why she is this. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's always really nice hearing you talk. I don't know. I was just telling my grandma when she was over. <laughs> I was um because <clears throat> I was telling her why you were coming, um and I was just like, you know, you just gotta listen to Elena. Like you just you just have to listen to her talk. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yes. But so, speaking of spirits, um, I would like to, uh, kind of transition just a little bit. We'll we'll come back to healing fat bodies, but. I wanted to know if you could talk a little bit about your spiritual practice and like how, um, how has it been in the last few years and how, and like, where are you at with it right now? Mm. Mm -hmm. I am, um, free balling it. (laughs) Uh, I'm just, you know, I vibe with what my spirit needs every day. I've come a long way because I like, I'm not an organized bitch. We were just talking about this. Like, I'm like, like, you know, how am I doing? How's the podcast going? (laughs) And you're like, I just feel like I'm, you know, we vibe on a level of like, sometimes shit doesn't have to be structured. Yeah. Um, and I've been really able to like move in a like day to day case by case way. Um, spiritually. Yeah. Uh, so I, I started hula hooping. Oh yeah. And that's a really meditative practice that like calls me into my body. Cause I, dissociate a lot Mm -hmm. and I spend a lot of time in my head and um somebody in one of the groups said that hula hooping reminds them of being the black girl with no rhythm and I could relate I'm like (laughs) not like I didn't but listen sometimes you'll start I'll be vibing with a song I'm vibing vibing, (laughs) and I'm on beat and I'm killing it I mean I'm you know I'm having a concert and then I'll start dissociating Mm -hmm. and I don't even know what song I'm I'm clapping for (laughs) I just be and so then but hula hooping made it so that I could stay somewhere because like in order to keep it up, 
you are like you're constantly aware of where it's at. Yeah. Um. So I've been able to calm myself back down to my body in a way with hula hooping. Mm-hmm. Um. I love that. Yeah, I've been kicking it with the ancies, you know. <laughs> the ancestors. Yes. The ancies. The ancies. <clears throat> yes. I'm screaming. And what else do I be doing? Um. I don't know. I'm getting better though. I just listen to them. I'm mm-hmm. getting much better at listening to them. So every day it looks different. Sometimes they'll just be like, go to Walmart and get this. <laughs> or like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I used to be like, I don't have the energy, so I'm not going to. But slowly you start to see why they say it. And right. shit come, like, like things flow better when you just listen to what the fuck okay. they're saying. Because I used to be nitpicking like, okay, so they said go to Walmart <laughs> and then go to the gas station. Which one am I going to do? <laughs> so they be like, bitch, both like it. I'm like, gas thing and then something <laughs> falls apart and it'd be like damn if you would have went to walmart you would have got thing. or sometimes i'll be in a store and i'll look at something that i didn't even think i needed or i don't want and i'll just hear something be like get it you need it like one time it was like get these band-aids and i was like i don't be cutting myself the foot I'm not finna waste no motherfucking money on no seven dollar ass band-aid so i'm like i'm not gonna get no band-aid why i go home try to get myself a pedicure cut my damn toe off damn you like <laughs> When these niggas say something, they saying it for a reason, right. and they're like they know where you're trying to get, and they know the distance you are from that thing, and so you can't really fuck with the how, which is something my mentor says. You can't fuck with the how. Mm. You just got to do it, and then it'll come together. So mm. I'm getting better at it. I'm like fifty percent of the way there. I started way low. You know, I'm. <laughs> I was real stubborn about it. Oh my god. I'm like, what's a lower energy way to do Walmart and gas today? <laughs> I thought I'd get the thing that I was going to get from Walmart at the end. Oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, like, they'd be, be like, what? Yeah. So, Not cut your toe off. <laughs> I, I like, had the cheese grater. I was supposed to get my toe sucked. Oh, my God. It was a whole situation. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so then I had to go Damn. get band And Damn. it's like, it just delayed everything in a way. Like, shit like that keeps happening. And I'm just like, okay. Okay. And it's been cool because I've been getting messages before things happen, like mm-hmm. about things before they happen and about yeah. people. And that's just been cool to like, for it to get stronger and stronger. Right. Like it's really rewarding for like people to be like telling you things that you knew were going to happen. Mm-hmm. It feels like I'm, I'm learning how to trust myself more because it's another thing people yes. do with fat niggas and yes. mar- people in the margins in general is like, you're lazy, you're bad, like. And then you start to think, I don't have what it takes to know what I need. So then you just do anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like when you really be following what they say, it's like, oh, I can listen to myself. And I can listen to my body. And I can take care of my shit. And like, yeah. Yeah. That should be feeling good. Mm-hmm. As fuck. Like being able to trust yourself and them, but like being able to trust them by virtue of trusting yourself. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a game changer. What for the real. fuck? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? And it just be little shit all day long. Yeah. And I really wish that I could just like say all of it. I just want to share it all the time, mm-hmm. which is why I be wanting to Velcro to people. Right. Because I want someone <laughs> there to witness it so I could be like, oh my God, so I have a feeling this thing is going to happen just in case it does happen. 
I want you to be able to clock to that I said. That it was gonna <laughs> or like, you know? So, yeah. Or like sometimes I'll be in the car and if somebody's with me, I'll be like, ooh, they about to try to come for me. Ooh, they about to do. One time I literally could tell that someone was going to be at the destination I was going to be at. So mm-hmm. like I'm driving, let's just say, to Walmart. And a person at a stoplight with me, we far away, but I'm like, they going to Walmart too. And I just knew it and I could feel it. And then I was like, not only that, but they're going to try to take a picture of me. And I don't know why I knew that. Mm. Well, you know, people always, like, be trying to take pictures of me and shit because, like, people exotify the fuck out of they black really people do. that be, like, I don't know, whatever. Um, but the person ended up at Walmart. Mm. And they ended up trying to sneak a picture of me when I got out the car. Like, we, like, I saw them again in the parking lot. No. Yeah. It wasn't actually Walmart. I think it was, I don't know what the fuck okay. I was doing. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, wow. So... I be wishing I could share those experiences more often. And I can through yeah. my art and like stuff that I'm trying to build. And on this podcast. And on this fucking podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. I also really love that you've been into hula hooping lately. I feel like I feel like when you were first talking about how it helps you stay in your body, it was also just making me think about like what a hula hoop is and like how I mean it's a circular shape and like I think I mean, I'm always thinking about, like, shapes and colors and things like that because we're really visual people and stuff, like, me and my lineage. And um, I think about, what is it, cyclity or cyclicalness? Cyclicalness, there you go. Um, Just, like, the power of cyclicalness and, like, uh, being being circular because it's a cycle. And so it's, like, you're always coming back to something, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, in this motion. Mm -hmm. And also, it makes me think of, like, Sufism, like, Sufi Islam, like, they're... (laughs) Not you... (laughs) Not you putting your fist up for this butt. I didn't know what was happening. I thought it was trying... (laughs) You said said square up. That was me at Eastern with these squirrels. I said, girl, do you want to fight? Or what's going on? I don't understand. Um... (laughs) I lost my train. Oh, I was talking about Sufi, Sufi Islam. Like, there's the, um, like, they do a lot of, like, spinning specifically, like, spinning in a circle to, um, and it helps, like, with, like, trance work, like, staying in a trance, Mm -hmm. um, so that you can connect to the divine. Mm -hmm. And, like, when you were talking about what it does for you, it was making me just remember, like, there's so many easy ways that black people engage in that gets us in a trance, but it's like, it's not a bad thing at all. It just helps us be more receptive to our spirits and it helps, it helps give our spirit room to, to like do whatever it needs to do. What if it don't want to be in my damn body right now? You know what I'm saying? If it needs to go do something, if it needs to work, if it needs to go just be elsewhere, sometimes it's okay. Like, you mm-hmm. know, my spirit do not have to be in my body all the time and mm-hmm. it don't be, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it don't. It don't somewhere be. else completely. but and you think about like and it's and when i'm when i say like easy ways like you know it's like with the hula hooping but also like when we're thinking about our mothers or just like family members just cleaning the house regularly when you get in that sweeping motion you're washing the dishes and you kind of just you your mind just kind of goes away you know mm-hmm. what i mean like those mm-hmm. moments those be the best moments those be the best mo- and that's when the most clear messages come through exactly and if you can't get out your head sometimes you'll be like why can't i talk to my spirits why are they not talking why are they so quiet and then mm-hmm. you're like it's because you talk to me okay <laughs> you gotta chill okay yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like and it's like a fun way to move your body also like yeah being fat i used to want to dance i used to, like 
somebody has said, I don't know, somebody on the internet mm-hmm. was talking about, um, well, they had like lost a lot of weight. This is back in the day when I, I used to watch like fat YouTubers and shit and like they lost a lot of weight and they were talking about how they felt like their personality wasn't actually their personality mm. when they were fat because they had, they didn't have access to certain things. Mm. Um, and that made me feel away, you know, but they were like, I didn't, I thought I wasn't a person who was into fashion because they didn't have any fashion for me and it was all so expensive. Mm. I thought I didn't like traveling, but traveling was always so uncomfortable. Right. I thought, like, and so like, as they had begun to get smaller, they were like, I'm accessing these things. And I'm like, well, I don't want to be on that journey, but like, how do I find myself? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how do I find, I know that there are some things, I saw a fat person um, online talk about this recently. I wish I could remember niggas' names, but they were talking about how they're no longer gonna um, not seek out self-care mm-hmm. opportunities out of fear that it won't be accessible to them. Mm. And they were like, there was like a video of them getting on a massage bed and shit. And I was like, wow, I never even thought about the fact that there had been times where like free massages would come up. Mm-hmm. Or like my brother used to like work at a massage place and he got me like a gift certificate one time oh. and I gave it away. Oh, wow. I couldn't do it. Cause like the idea of someone touching my body was mm-hmm. so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Um, and I like had never, I didn't allow myself to be really seen without shapewear. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what if the table breaks, bitch, if you get in there and break this nigga table, mm-hmm. it's about to, so I was just like, but yeah, what was we, what was the original question? I forgot. Oh, we were talking about the hula hoops and transport. Oh and stuff. yeah. And like how so easy it is. Hula hooping was my beginning to realizing that I could access these things that people made seem like it was only with. Was yeah. only reserved for like skinny bitches. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was like, I can move my body and mm-hmm. I can do it smoothly and I can have a good time and I can feel sexy while I'm doing it and I can look, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I got better at it and I was able to dance with it. It also gives you a reason to dance because I wanted to dance. Aww. But like, <laughs> I was like, all of these fucking Zumba classes be fat phobic. Don't nobody, yeah. every dance thing is not fat friendly. Mm. Um, and hula hooping gave something to tether onto and move your body and not, yeah. So, what should be hula hooping to? Oh, bitch, everything. It depends on what I'm trying to manifest, too. Ooh, okay. Or what I'm trying to call into. Come me. on, sometimes, music facilitation. Sometimes I just be needing a protective, like, I'm imagining building a force field around me with the hula hoop. Yes, ma'am. And then sometimes I be trying to be fake deep. Sometimes it's just. <laughs> Sometimes it's just about the aesthetic. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, yeah. If you just have a good, solid, like, vibe music. You know, like, I don't know, like, some soul shit. Some old ass. I don't fucking know. Sounds of blackness. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I don't know what I be listening to. Do you be listening to any Rihanna? I do. Okay. I, listen, I don't know I why I thought like, about her first when I thought about... You know, I really <laughs> like hula hooping to... What's that? Work... Well, 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 work well, yeah well. <laughs> yeah i like that one i like her i like all her little bobs she got some bobs. she got some good bobs and they're classic they are like you go to it right now and still it's still give me up the same way yeah mm-hmm. yeah i've been really fucking with Aina, uh young girl do you remember that song Ooh. with ti what Aina. it's called Aina. sing it or what's the Aina, 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 Okay, I think I think I, it did it did bring up some things. Um, 
I think I might know. Oh, now she's finding it so quick. Let me see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that picture looks familiar too, yo. Yeah. Okay, I know, I know what you're talking about. You be listening to that? It just is so, like, I don't know why. It, it got a good, um. It got a good beat. I just remember it from, like. Back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That, that reminds me of some of the songs I put on that, uh, Warrior playlist. It got that beat to it right there. We just bounce. Bounce like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. No, that's good. My mom just started that, um, started that up, too. Hula hooping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should ask her how it's going. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I tried it for a little bit too. I don't remember. I think I just wanted to try it just yeah. to. I was like, maybe this is gonna get me something. I don't know, some rhythm. Some, yeah, some something, some something stability. Like you get a t- Plus, yeah. I could never hula hoop as a fucking kid. Mm. I I would drop that shit so fast. For real? I would. I, would. Mm. I was not good at that. You gotta try a heavier hoop. A heavier hoop. Try a heavier. It's easier to keep up a heavier hoop. For real? Mm-hmm. Cause I had them dollar store ones. See, that's <laughs> the problem. That's the fuck everybody be saying to me. <laughs> They be like, I can't yeah. never hula hoop. Then I see the hula hoop and be this big. <laughs> and got just nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you need a bigger hula hoop. And then they be like, what? I can hula hoop? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And don't nobody really be, I don't know. I've never received like resources or like education about like the size differences mm-hmm. and stuff of like, oh, that was too small for you. Girl, how am I supposed to know? Yeah. I didn't know. Most places don't even sell hoops that are good for adult people. Wow. I, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I guess you definitely right. I don't see, I don't ever see none that's like even catered to us for real. Yeah. Unless, and then, and then if I do, it's only like exercise equipment. Right, that's, exactly. That's the only way how it's marketed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's not just like, it's something I dance with. Like, right. I get a chance to like, to yeah. feel good. Yeah, like it's not about it like... It ain't got nothing to do with dropping us some pounds. Hell no. Yeah, I went to this thing with um some people recently, like a like a kind of a movement exercise thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brought my hula hoops. And they couldn't stop talking about the ways that it was going to make their waist smaller. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to get to it because my waist, oh, I got to snatch my waist. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. But that's boring. It is. Yeah. Mm. So I want to also come back to talking about your spiritual practice. Um and also ask the question of how how do you feel that like running the project and you've already kind of touched on this, but like if you could be a little bit more explicit with the with this particular question, like how does healing fat bodies and like running that project or even just like the project existing itself like how does that fulfill you spiritually Mm. Mm -hmm. I think like yeah like when I was saying that I was a catfish there Mm -hmm. was nowhere to um process that experience of Mm -hmm. like wanting to like even just the sensation of like wanting to be something other than yourself so that you can experience love um and then, like, what is it? What does the journey look like to getting back to yourself? Because mm. um, a lot of times, like when I was a kid, the only way I saw myself loving myself and enjoying, like, existing was if I had lost weight. Mm. Um, so it's nice to be around other fat people. And what I'm finding is, when you get in a room full of fat people, y'all don't even talk about your fatness that much. Mm. We do, but like, 
it ends up being something that like like we can explore other topics yeah in a way that like felt like I felt restricted before so like my thoughts have expanded just because I'm not always thinking about being the fat person in the room or like whether or not I'm gonna like whatever um and I just didn't know there were so many different flavors of fat bitches like I just love it like I did I knew that I could say that intellectually but Mm -hmm. I didn't like I hadn't really like understood I don't know if that makes sense but like meeting up with all of these people it's like it kind of people make you feel like there are only a couple options or who of who to be when you are a certain way Mm -hmm. uh and seeing that there are so many different ways to be you know people not wearing bras and being super earthy Mm -hmm. and then people who are like academics and people who are you know like in love with animals and people who farm and people who like just niggas who do a bunch of different stuff in their fat bodies and to be all in a room with each other and see that those things are possible I think it like expanded because you don't even be thinking about hula hooping you know you don't even somebody says it I know somebody was talking about um how they were into like wrestling and like like sexually (laughs) they were into it and I was like that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's an interesting dynamic. It's a fun way to have power play. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's been good for that. Yeah. Mm. But also, like, I just felt very alone. Um, because I was only friends with people who were small mm-hmm. and lighter than me all the time. We talked about that in a group before where it was like, are you the type of fat bitch that be hanging out with other fat bitches or mm. do you end up with a bunch of people? And that was an interesting intersection. Mm. Like even just that being a difference between us or like whether or not you grew up with a fat mom or, you know, which is an interesting intersection. My mom was just like you. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like hearing people say like my mom was like thin and like light skin and I'm dark and fat. I was like, Oh fuck. I didn't yeah. even think about that intersection. Um, so yeah. It just opens up my mind. Right. And I also just like am happy to engage in friendships with people like me. And yeah. I like that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's about expansion. Yeah. And when you got expansion, oftentimes that brings good fortune. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. And I don't know. I want that for you. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I can I can do it I can get I believe that yeah 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 it's a I, and you're already doing it yeah you know like, what I'm saying like just, literally bringing that it up. looks me and my friends say that everybody get their stacks differently Ooh, okay so like you know some people go out and they're like you know a common movement even thinking about the for the dehydrated piece mm-hmm. the movement that was like really popular was like i'm a savage you know like <laughs> that like i don't i just date i don't ever date broke niggas and like that's like i'll be vibing i'll be vibing i'm here i'm mm-hmm. here but also it it almost feels like you know those types of niggas only like certain types of bitches mm. so it almost feels like you rapping about something like i could take your man with my pinky finger because i got great knees and like you be you be talking about you be like damn like fuck what can i touch and like my nigga pays a million dollars to get my nails and my hair done and shit and like that's cool but like 
when you're not there realizing that you can access it or you can't access it, yeah, you get your stacks differently. Right. Maybe a nigga's not handing you a stack, but like it comes in the form of community and like having safe housing and mm. being able to decorate your shit mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. So I'm able to experience pleasure in a more expansive way. That is not just based on whether or not somebody finds me attractive. Yeah. And beauty in a way that is not just based on like putting yourself together in a way that society is cool with. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, we are back. You might be like, what do you mean? Um, but we just took a break, so <laughs> <laughs> we took a break and now we're back. <laughs> Um, so we're gonna move on. We're just gonna say a couple thoughts around um colorism and then also talking about light skinned people and biracial people. Uh-uh. Um just because that's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> that's just where we at. Um you know, I you know, there's also just not a lot of um spaces where People can be, uh, what's it called? Like, what's I want to say merciless. That was the word that came up. But I mean, just like really honest about like, you know, their feelings and stuff like that. Specifically, dark skinned people and um, just people who are not white skinned black people. Um, and you know, because it's like we end up just dancing around, yeah, dancing around it, and just again, like even what you were saying, like about always having to perform this niceness. Um, you know, that ends up like manifesting again. And it's like, why, why do I have to protect Alicia Keys feelings? You know, like, mm-hmm. why do I have to? <laughs> That's what I was saying about Alicia Keys. I'm like, this nigga be like, and like, this is no shade. Cause I know it's not for me. What? Her movement, her shit. You know, like when they be doing their thing. Mm-hmm. It's not. I'm not the target audience, and that's very <laughs> motherfucking clear. You know, her natural movement. Yeah, but she's like, I don't wear makeup no more, um, because I'm a bad bitch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, mm, we have to talk about featureism. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about colorism, and we have to stop giving people who benefit from these things these huge ass platforms to talk about anything (laughs) anything even after you you said you have to dance around it Mm -hmm. I'm dancing around it because I don't even know like we was just talking about it and we were cool yeah and then as soon as the the The, recording starts I'm like what should we say say? but it's not this is a safe space Listen, we don't know if it's going to be a safe place when other people hear it. Well, it's okay because we can fight, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it'd be some bullshit. And I, thinking about, okay, so this is the one thing I'm going to say. This okay. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So, I'll be on TikTok. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, wait, because, okay, 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 okay. This is just real quick, and then you can say yourself. No, no, no. Okay, before TikTok, bro, I did not know this many biracial people existed. <laughs> I did not know for real. I was like, damn, again? Damn, again? 
another I didn't know. I didn't know it was as many one. of y'all. I know. I like. I knew it existed. I swear I did. I swear I did. I just didn't know it was. I was like, damn. I started thinking about that fucking article that came out a long time ago when they was like, oh, this is what the world's gonna look like in 2050. Mm-hmm, this like light mm-hmm. hazel mm-hmm. eye right. girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what the mm-hmm. fuck? I used to have to get a ride to school with mm-hmm. this light skinned girl because she was the only person that lived by me, and my mama couldn't take me, so whatever. Mm-hmm. And she had a car. Um, and dark skinned black men. She was light skinned. And like uh, dark skinned black men used to always hit on her. Mm-hmm. Like if we would go to like McDonald's at lunch or some shit, like. The nigga who was working at the drive through wanted it. Like, mm. and when we would drive off, she'd be like, ugh, these fucking spooks. Oh, I know you like. I swear to motherfucking I know you I am so in. I swear. I And she would be laughing. And my corny, dumbass, people pleasing ass didn't know what to do because I'm in this bitch car. Like, I would just be like, <laughs> oh, hell no. It's right? the plans like, keywords for me, you know. So, but this is what happens. You know what I'm saying? So TikTok. Mm-hmm. Bitches be life scared. They do. Bitches be thin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> End it right there. <laughs> Seeing sweet. But they but they be so they do this thing. There's this really <laughs> unique thing happening okay. with the light skins of TikTok. What they be doing? Tell, tell me what they be doing. Okay. So you know how TikTok has its own energy. Instagram had its own energy. Facebook got its own energy. Mm-hmm. TikTok got the energy of niggas wanting to be vulnerable and just being like, niggas is in bonnets. Niggas is in sweatpants telling mm-hmm. their stories, just being regular as fuck. Um, and they're telling these trauma, tragic ass stories. Um, as these really privileged niggas. Yeah. Right? And so they get a chance to wear their trauma like a fat ass. Because mm. it's like, I don't know. And they do this thing where they half step. Like they'll wear a big ass like sweatsuit, but then they'll pull it at the waist so that you can see that they're still small. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll... And they do this thing and they just take up so much fucking space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we agree. <laughs> they do be taking up space. Being in friendships with people who are lighter skinned. Mm-hmm. Being in relationships with people who are light skinned. Just period. It's toxic. <sighs> because what can you give me? Yeah, so you end up mammying a lot. I end up mammying, and so that's why I've been cool to link with other, like, niggas. And... People who look like you mm-hmm. and feel like you. Because there's that there's that uh, narrative of the, um, I'm not black enough for the black people. Stop. I'm not white enough for the white people. <laughs> like, that narrative that, like, is always, like, you Stuck have between to... worlds. I don't know what am I have you seen that fucking TikTok video? With the girl in the spoken the spoken words. Yes, and it's like how biracials be at any open mic. They do like stuck between yeah. Have you heard that Uh, she's biracial? Yes. Yes. You know he got an album? Oh my god. That's like it's like he didn't stop there. Like it's it's one called um what is it? It's like Arab and Middle Eastern. No, Middle Eastern and Indian or something like that. Like, he just put them both in one song and then he gave everybody else. He's like, Asian girls and um, 
Ebony Girls. Mm. He put the white people in there. Snow, Snow somebody. I forgot. It wasn't Snow Buddy. It was something else. <laughs> right. He did the whole album. He didn't stop there. Yeah. Reckless. Yeah. But they do the thing where they're caught in between worlds. Mm-hmm. And like, um, they make it so that it's like no one can understand me. And I'm like, not being black enough or not feeling black enough is not something that is exclusive to light-skinned people. Mm. That is an experience that all black kids have. You know what I'm saying? Like, n- niggas who like suburban-ass, dark-skinned-ass black kids <laughs> and like, they, there's always, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like the way that they like make it a, spe- and it is specific, but it's not more complex because there are more components. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then because it's biracial. There are two things to balance that like monoracial black people are not like having a really complex experience. And that'd be irritating. It is irritating. Yeah. There's too much specialness that's associated with like being light skin and also and then like specifically being like biracial or multiracial. It's just too much specialness, and that needs to stop. It even goes to non-black POC. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And the ones who be, uh, who be, you know, trying to be like Rachel Dozel and stuff like that, whatever her name black is. Black fiction. <sighs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing. While we here, while we here, when it comes to racially ambiguous people or just, like, non-black people of color who, like, start, um putting on a little menstrual act or whatever. Um, There's certain things that they do. I just need y'all to know. There's certain things that they be doing, okay? When you start seeing them all of a sudden shaving their head, but they say, <laughs> but they say, they saying that like, it's because, <laughs> not you doing the wave. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, okay, wait. So, um, so, um, yes, girl, when they shave their heads all of a sudden and they say, you know, it's just for a new aesthetic. No, girl, they're trying to cut off the texture that they actually got so they can seem a little bit closer to blackness. That's what they be doing, bro. And then they start switching up their makeup styles so that, you know, their lips are ex- more accentuated. They look more full. Mm-hmm. They look blacker specifically. Start talking about, you know, oh, this is just my skin tone, you know, but they was out in the sun intentionally trying to get darker because, you know, they, again, trying to look blacker. That's the thing. Like, people, they be, they be doing that. It's a I thing. Had a, I had a, um, I had a friend, I used to swim when I was a kid and my friend was light-skinned and mixed with something, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I was in a very white area. Mm-hmm. Um, I had box braids. It was only me and like another black girl. Mm-hmm. Cause when your mama send you somewhere where you finna swim, you know, camp or some <laughs> shit, you don't want to. Um, what the fuck? What the fuck? Let me what? connect my thoughts. I don't even know what the fuck we was talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I used to have box braids. Me and the other dark skinned bitch had box braids, mm-hmm. and everybody else just had their free ass hair. Cause that's what the fuck niggas do. But we was swimming all the damn time. And the light-skinned girl, I remember her not wanting box braids because it was going to connect her to blackness. Mm. So it was like it was like a flex that she could get out the water with the white girls and brush through her hair girl. and do, do a thing. Yeah. Um, and now, 
she films tutorials showing people how to put box braids in their hair. Wow. And I'm like, that's a big jump. How do you process that? You yeah. get what I'm saying? How do you process? And like, like people, witnessing that. And as soon as you say something, it'd be like, I'm not black enough for the black kids. <laughs> no one enough for the white kids. And it's like, no, this was literally a thing. No, yeah. Your anti-blackness looks different. Like while we all internalize anti-blackness, like when you're light mm-hmm. and you have anti-blackness, it is also violent as fuck to mm-hmm. the niggas around you. Exactly. And they don't take no responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. They go through their phase and then they just walk through it like and then nothing. They, and then That's exactly what was said to me when I was first going through like experiences of like people of color trying to do that shit. Like, cause I was like, damn, like they really be out here doing that. Like, you know, I was getting told by other black queer and trans Muslims. They was like, no, like for real, this is a thing. Like we've seen this too. Like, you know, in my area, blah, blah, blah. Somebody was just talking about how they start combing out the bottom of their locks. So you can see that their curl, their hair is actually still curly. It's not like. Even and so even the baby hairs, mm-hmm. like the whole it's just oh, a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. Have you seen do you follow um oh man. Is it Mayowa or Mayowa? You know what I'm talking about? Mayowa's world, Mayowa's world. I think it's mm-hmm. Mayowa because they Yoruba. Mm-hmm. I think they Yoruba. Um Mayowa's world, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They got some really amazing content around like four C hair mm-hmm. and like the anti-blackness of, uh, you know, just like the natural hair movement and stuff like that, but exactly what you were saying too. Like, one of my favorite quotes that they had pointed out was just like, you know, why are we always trying to like stretch it out? Mm-hmm. Stretch out our hair and stuff mm-hmm. like that. All of the products are to define your curls and to mm-hmm. eliminate frizz and shit. And it'd be like, how is that not supposed to give you a complex? Mm-hmm. And then when you go get the weave to be the thing that they told you you're supposed to be, they'd be mm-hmm. like, well, you hate yourself. Right. And so it's like, there's no winning. That's real. You get an opportunity to point out the shadow of the most marginalized person again. Because, you know. I'm about to, let me see. I just want to advertise their video. I'm about to just find the title of it so people, so people know. Um, Let me see. Is it this one? Let me see. No, they did. So there's two of them that they had did. Because they did one... Wait, these are two videos, no? Okay, well, I'll just say them all. Okay, so there's, um, this is a, one video's title. It's Natural Hair Community's Obsession with Length. It might be that one that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other one, I Went Viral and the Natural Hair Community Dragged Me. Um, and those two are somewhat connected to, because they're like only a week apart or so. Then um, during that same month, they also, I want to say it was towards the end of that month, um, they were on I Heart Erica's uh, Instagram. So that's Erica Hart's Instagram. They, um, uh, them and they partner, um, Ebony John Lee, they um, hosted like the Black History Month series that was really, really wonderful where they just each day had like this guest speaker um, come and talk about like different different stuff, um, like blackness and fatness, blackness and transness, etc. And um, Mayua, they were one of the people who was able to be a speaker towards the end. And they actually have their own clip that's on that page too. So just know, you know, what we're talking about right now, you can also find, um, you know, more content and more language around that um, through Mayala's world too, because they, they've put in a lot of work um, oh, around a, these things. Do you follow that page um, called, I think it's Blacker. Hold on, let me find it. Mm-hmm. So Black you this Huh? Black Burberry on Instagram. No, I don't follow them. What's that? 
It's a um Wait, I wanna that's not like a cute name. Yeah, B L A C B U R R B E R R. Oh, I see y'all spelled it wrong. Thank you. And they post a lot of content about colorism. I love that. And they just um Oh, negrosonly.com. <laughs> okay, that's, that's good for me. Okay. Yeah, but I love, I'm really grateful for their content, for real. Okay, I'm reading their stuff. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> um... I don't know if this is the right page. I'm pretty sure it is. It, looked, it, looked, it looks it correct. Looks so, it's yeah. relevant to what we were talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they be talking about colorism and yeah. Yeah, so follow these resources. Um, you know, pay them as well. You can probably find their payment methods that they accept on their um on their pages. But yeah, um, you know, just continuing this stuff around light-skinned people and biracial people and the whole mix. It's just that, you know, it's just very little are there reasons for why you should be learning about blackness from light-skinned people or, like, black liberation from light-skinned <laughs> people. <laughs> like, just very, very few reasons they would, like, exist for you to do that. And, and they get the platforms, that's true. But it's just, like, also their information is extremely diluted because they just don't have the capacity because they didn't live. Like, they just, they're literally, <laughs> they're literally, it's literally diluted, bro. Like, they didn't no, go yeah, I had I had a... A thing with a, a former friend of mine who, mm-hmm. like, we just had a friendship breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just my cousin, so. Oh. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but she would be like, you always make me feel like I'm not black enough. And I was like, well, um, I was like, it's so there was one time that she told me a story about going out of the country and how somebody, like, like these men were hitting on her and shit, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. And then um, they would ask her like what she was, what like if she would be like black and white. And then they would be like black, Sweet. and like they would be like they would frown their nose up at the fact that she was black. And I'm like, why am I punished for exactly. seeing you as black sometimes? Exactly. But when people outside see you as black sometimes, you rock with it and you don't say shit. Like if it's convenient for you and you're in a white space, a lot of mm-hmm. the times they're telling stories from the space of being the only nigga that white people let in the room. Right. So you're telling racism, you're telling stories about racism from the perspective of being the only black person because you're like that white people invite in the room. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't get you don't that. See the, What's not you clicking? Know what like, <laughs> yeah, like, because niggas don't have to ask me what I am. Bitch, what else am I gonna nobody's be? Nobody's asking, but you know what? <laughs> what else are we gonna be? Yeah. With yeah. Negroes. And so, like, that experience is an experience, but it's not the black experience. Mm-hmm. Because if people look at you sometimes and say, what are you? Mm-hmm. You're not moving through the world 100% of the time being assumed to be black. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know what it feels like to be invited into rooms where people don't like black people. I, that's not true. I know what it's like to be invited to niggas don't like black people. But like the niggas who really don't fuck with black people, like it's there's a barrier between how much I hear 
Because I they know I'm a nigga. Yeah. You got what I'm saying? It's like, unquestionable. Walk, right. Right. So, like, that experience is important in that you, like, slid through into the room that we couldn't get in and you see things. But you can use that to protect people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not to just be like, oh, look at how I was the victim in this room. Exactly. Because you got in the room. Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's weird. No. Yeah. I think, like, when I'm when I think about... I know, like, the word, using the word, like, diluted, some people get touchy about that because they're like, oh, you're bringing into, like, blood quantum shit and, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting into that. But the thing is, you need to get over that. Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> you need to get over that. Like, I just don't have any other words. If you think that we were not, like, calling ourselves black and understanding what it means to be a black person before colonialism, then I really just don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we know... Black people... People don't trust black people enough to recognize who our people are. And that's mm-hmm. really, like, where my biggest issue lies. Like, you don't mm-hmm. trust me that... Like, if I... If you had to tell me that you were black, then you're not black, bro. Like, I... Because we should know. We just know. It's mm-hmm. not something that... You know what I'm saying? You can have a couple black ancestors. That doesn't mean that you walk through this world as a black person, though. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people don't like being told that shit. Like, they really don't. Yeah. Um, how about you do what you need to do and take care of those black ancestors? Um, and, you know, um, make sure that people who are, you know, as my spirit's called, like, full black, um, and especially, like, dark-skinned black people, make sure that, like, they're good. Like, mm-hmm. how about you just continue doing that? Yeah, like, you know we, we Don't write my shit. In the movement, we say that we are going to center the most marginalized people. Mm-hmm. But I don't think in practice we really, like, know what the fuck that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say that, like, if you are a light-skinned person, know that you attract people inherently who don't fuck with dark-skinned people. Mm-hmm. You will always attract people who are really colorist and racist, and you will experience the fuck shit from that because that's just anti-blackness. And you will experience this in the spirit realm, too. It's not even just, like, the alive people. You're going to attract that in terms of alive people. And that's what makes it a dangerous place for light-skinned people to be invited to, like, you know, some spaces that's supposed to be centering, you know, black people, especially Mm -hmm. dark-skinned black people, or, like, biracial people when they be trying to enter these spaces and stuff. Bro, you're not even understanding the type of spirits that want to be around you or are around you. Exactly. It's not, you don't have to, like, point your, like, it's all right, whatever you feel frustrated that that is a thing that prevents you from accessing things. Mm -hmm. But, like respect the boundary Mm -hmm. don't don't be coming over here trying to like people will literally like and because one of the privileges that comes along with like being what society says is okay is that people assume your innocence yeah so you get it I feel like a lot of times they like walk into these rooms and they just like they're skeptical or like what like they're doing a thing where they're playing devil's advocate but also <laughs> trying to play both sides and then they get a chance to walk back and cry and be like I was bullied out of the room <laughs> right and it's like you weren't the room wasn't meant for you and yeah. you knew the room wasn't meant for you but yeah. you did you're you are not healed up and but okay so what I'm saying about them attracting people that mm-hmm. don't like me is like if I'm being your friend 
it is likely that when you date, you are dating people that are intentionally dating people that don't look like me. Exactly. Yeah. It is likely that when you get a job, you are being hired for something and people are intentionally looking for someone who does not look like me. Yeah. So our friendships are going to be so limited because I'm going to experience the harm from that much quicker than you will. Yes. And so it matters that you honor my word and you, you honor my thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. because there are things I'm going to see before you because that is your experience. There mm. people don't feel the need to code switch around me. Mm. So I see people's anti-blackness really clearly and upfront and like being friends with people who want to do this really like, like again, play inside of the innocence is really hard. Yeah. And even inside of that, some of the ways that that shows up is like you get an opportunity to show up and be very aggressive. Mm-hmm. And people call you anger saying, cute. Too, yeah, yeah, people say that your anger is cute. You're spicy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you even you showing up and having this standard of what honesty looks like, mm. you need to reconsider what it means to center the most marginalized mm-hmm. because everyone does not have access to just like outright being like, Fuck that. I don't like this. I don't like that. Because that that can be detrimental to some people's survival. It can be life or death. And if you are protected enough to act like that and do that, protect people who can't. Mm -hmm. Instead of judging people who can't. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Centering your own experience. And it's like, there is a place in healing where you should center your experience. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to be like cognizant of where you do that. Do that with your therapy. Do that with your other light-skinned friends. Yeah. Do that with your lover that only fucks with light-skinned people. Which I know you doing. You going back home and laying your head on a pillow where somebody strokes your 3A hair and tells you, (laughs) and tells you it's okay, people hate you because they're jealous. Your mama tells you it's okay. People hate you because they're they jealous. They love of that. Experience. Listen to me. They love that. I ain't never heard people that in my life. People wish they could be you, so they just be mean to you. Mm. And it's like, no, it's more complex than that. Yeah. Little black girls are not just mean to little mixed girls because they wish they could be them. Right. There's a, again, like what I was talking about with the catfish thing, there's like extreme neglect happening. Right. And that should be cared about. Exactly. A whole gap of care just being witness mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's like how do you not respond to that angrily as a right. as a fucking fifth grader right you watching your like classmate y'all are friends you think everything normal you think y'all niggas is cool you know what i'm saying like <laughs> we the same person like i remember my friend were talking about how there's so little representation that like i used to think i looked like raven simone Mm-hmm. Because that was the only bitch that was lo- close enough to me. Right. So she was like not super small and she was black and obviously black. So for me as a little black girl, I'm like, look at me and Raven. <laughs> look at me and Raven. <laughs> and slowly but surely, mm-hmm. like even when you see little black girls dressed in frozen costumes and shit yeah. and you can see the moment before they knew they were different. And that, pe- you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's devastating when you realize you're not cute enough to get there. I've been reading The Bluest Eye. Yeah, have you read that? No, it's, I know, I know it's a classic. I know it's a classic. It took me so long to read it. Listen, I'm just I'll get there eventually, bro. I swear, like, I just had it. It's so good. I know, but it talks like it. she talks about like noticing people call certain kids names softly mm. in class when they were taking attendance, like in a sing-songy way. They would say like certain kids' names, and like mm. that was like the beginning of her awareness that like 
she wasn't cute. Um, and how do you not respond to that angrily? Yeah. And so the microphone keeps getting passed to the most privileged people to sing the story of dark-skinned black girls, nappy-headed black girls were mean to me. Um, and it's like, we're not talking about why or mm-hmm. if that was a thing. And, and are they being mean to you or are you in, are you crossing boundaries right. and entering their space when they're saying, I want to just be with people who look like me? Mm. Yeah. Oh, light-skinned people be light-skinned. They do be light-skinned. It's true. Um, We were also talking about uh, light-skinned people in the uh, spiritualist community. Um, and, you know, just how it does not, it does not stop there. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I would just like to say free my niggas from light-skinned healers. And healers is in quotes because... Are they for real? Are they really doing that is the question. Um, And that's really where I'll leave it. And I also say free my niggas from male diviners and male spiritualists also because I have a lot of words to say about that. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'll come out with a piece one of these days. Yeah. Honestly, just I just can't. I just want my niggas to be free, bro. I don't want. I would not wish somebody to go to a male spiritual leader for spiritual care unless there was absolutely no other options left um that's really how i feel um and i also try not to recommend i also try not to recommend you know white-skinned people right away either you know what i'm saying gotta go through the little arsenal that's what i meant (laughs) earlier when i'm like certain intersections of people Mm -hmm. have a much more intense um evaluation before they can become close to me mm. now mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. light-skinned people mm. white people obviously but. yeah well yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody want no white people yeah. in their lives no man keep that keep that away um yeah i'll just leave it there honestly um the other thing i'll just say going back to like white racial people I don't know. Biracial babies be making me sad. So listen, I just want y'all to know <laughs> that before <laughs> before this podcast, <laughs> Tay sent me a fucking, what the fuck is this shit called? Like a, writer, a little agenda thing. An agenda. Potential questions that we Potential questions. And the last bullet point was, <laughs> why do biracial babies be like that? <laughs> and I just couldn't take it. Because it's a question that we all need answered, though. It's, it is one. It's something I think about all the time. I don't know. Like, they just... I don't know. I just... I told Elena... Did I tell you this? Or did I just tell you this in my head one time? Yeah. Did I tell you that, um... I Biracial babies, they just be uneventful. Like... <laughs> like, I just... You know, I look at them, and I just feel like I've seen them before. Oh my gosh, shut the fuck up. Because literally, <laughs> I was dating... I, I, listen, I was dating someone, and they had a bunch of nieces and nephews and shit, and they really fucked with them. They, like, liked kids a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I had never seen a nigga really, like, have conversation with kids. Like, not just, like, how school. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, like, getting into the conversation. Yeah. But they would come back from hanging out with all of them and show me the videos and pictures that they took together and shit. <laughs> and I swear to God, <laughs> every picture, it was, like, the lightest skin nephew. 
was the one that this person was trying to capture in the videos and in the picture. Mm. So like the dark, the light skin one was the baby also. So there's that okay. like like three or four or some shit, and like there were like you know seven, eight, six, seven, eight, nine. And they were dark skinned and like nappy headed, like little kids. And mm-hmm. like they were doing like tap dance and trying to be in the camera. And oh. you could clearly tell that this person was trying to only Focus get the look. Damn. And it was so triggering for me because I'm like, why are you doing that? And so, like, yeah. everything, like, it's like a mind fuck because colorism is so gaslighting mm-hmm. that, like, you you say why are you doing that? And somebody can easily say, I just oh I don't know I don't know. But they were the yeah. most uneventful kid. The dark skin kids are like doing the chicken head. They trying they like you know what right. I mean? like they trying to sing, dance, perform, be in the camera. They have something to say. Yeah. This little three year old nigga is doing nothing but sitting there being light skinned yeah. And it triggered the part of me that remembered like Toni Morrison said like mm. like people singing their names and like they would never. It was never as overt as like. I mean, like, you know, niggas rap and sing about only fucking with light-skinned people, Mm -hmm. but teachers don't say that shit. They just sing their name, and they just give, you know what I'm saying, give a little more attention, or, you know, you go in and take a picture, and you're focusing on this light-skinned child, and it was just so triggering for me, because I'm like, this baby not even doing nothing. I know. I don't want to see the videos you've taken anymore, (laughs) because this nigga is literally like this. And not only was he not doing anything, (laughs) but he was hiding from the camera. (laughs) He wasn't even interested in being in the camera. And no. they were still trying to get him to be in the camera. That's traumatizing. And I'm like, that is like so triggering because I, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, so. Baby Warren. And you said, who was that? Who was the person I was dating. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ain't shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they I do be know. Uneventful. But it's like people get uneventful. When they're not required to do anything but be. Yeah. Like, this is why white men be mediocre. Because they just show up and breathe. Because they just show up and niggas be like, what do you want, chat? (laughs) 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 That's true. Yeah. Well... I don't know. I think that's all I have to say about that right now. Yeah, you know, light skin be light skinned. Um, <laughs> center dark skin niggas. Okay. Um, yeah. And pay them. You ain't even gotta pay talk to them sometimes. Niggas. Just give them Just some money. Because even even when people be trying to like you know be kind, like trying to you know in quotes like do better, like that type of thing to like monoracial black people, um, or just dark skin black people specifically, like. It's like there's always just these failures, um, <laughs> just and they like you. I like uh, uh, you. You saying too much. You saying too much. You doing they too much. They won't even ask, and even asking is asking for a lot of work. But they won't even like acknowledge that it's a thing enough to say. How do you experience me? Mm. What can I do better to make it so that I am a better ally to you? Mm. They don't ask those type of questions. It's just like these forced questions, and that it be the forced questions that be coming from. Shit, like what we was talking about with that little list or whatever, Mm -hmm. where, you know, it's like these movements that are claiming to try to help and stuff. But it's like, I can just tell based off of this list that you're not actually engaging with the people who, like, need this list. Yeah. Or, like, who who need to be asked stuff from this list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, You know what else, though? Speaking of length, privilege, Mm -hmm. then isn't that a thing you just said that, like, 
We were talking about the natural Fortune. natural hair community's obsession with length. Yes. Um, I had gone through my hair journey. You know, I was gone all around the fucking world, and <laughs> I was a part of activism and shit. You know, whatever activist spaces, and they were black as fuck, and they were queer as fuck, and they were like seemingly understanding colorism and all these things. Um, but I feel like I was only invited in the room because I had this big ass afro, mm. and they didn't even interact with my content wow. when I wasn't showing up in this very specific way, which was like, even as, even as a bitch with 4C hair, if it is long, it is more okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly so like, what it is. That yeah. people, would, people wouldn't interact with my, like I noticed the pattern of when people were interacting. And so they were talking about like, yeah, be free, do your thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they were only giving like, their friendship and love to people who didn't look like that. Yeah. And you scroll through their page and all of the niggas look like whatever. And yeah, so. Yeah, that's what you were saying before about like that exoticizing um, who you are. Mm-hmm. But not even like who you are, but like what you are. Yeah, yeah. like it's it's uh, one of the avenues that like black people are using to be able to get access to the things that they need yeah mm-hmm. it, like almost like but making still come at a cost. yeah like i have to be this specific aesthetic for somebody to even want to listen to what the fuck i gotta say mm. i gotta have social capital i gotta be able to string my words together in a way i gotta be able to bleed in poems mm-hmm. so that niggas could be like i want to come around or like i want to you know you gotta be inspiration porn right um and you can't just be regular black girl you have to be black girl with a thing black yeah. excellence so like black girl with the <laughs> oh, long yeah. hair Black girl with a lot of hair. Black girl with whatever. But it's not just black girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take it to this last official question that I have for you. So that question is, what is something that your ancestors wanted to especially pass on to the people who are listening today? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Take your first thought and run with it. I have the. I know what it is. I'm just trying to figure out how the words string together. So I'm just gonna say gotcha. it and see if you get what I'm saying. Okay. I want to like even talking about the lover of liars thing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um talking to I feel like the people who are who are like me know what the fuck I'm talking about mm-hmm. and I don't know I don't want to get specific on what that intersection looks like but like because you know what I'm saying niggas is all over the place and they have parallel intersections yeah. but wherever you are is where you're supposed to be and when you're sharing messages, you know, like, because it became, I was, it became a part of my identity to inspire people because I just wanted that connection. But then, like I said, I felt like a liar later because I didn't actually feel the confidence or like, I didn't feel good. So like, if I'm going out and I'm saying, yeah, fat people matter. And then when I get in my personal life, I'm like, I fucking hate myself. I just want to share and my folks want to share 
that that discrepancy between what you speak and how you feel mm. is something worth tending to and not shaming. And you can continue to talk your shit because you know that it's like you want to make space for certain people while you grow to make space for yourself. Mm. You can be healing and also heal people. Yeah, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you look so you so cute. <laughs> you so cute. <laughs> yes, no. Um, that makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate just everything that you shared today. And also I thank your spirits for passing that on through you. Um as well. Shout out to your ancestors. Shout out to them. Yeah. They they cool. They are cool. And they be rocking. They do. You know what I mean? They be vibing. <laughs> and they be tolerating me being slow and like my flow and like giving me language. I'm like learning how to like maximize the language I have access to. Mm. Instead of thinking I gotta learn some other shit or like obviously you always open to learning, but thinking that you gotta figure out how to speak in this really white way. Yeah. I just be flowing with what the fuck it feels like. I get the feeling before I get the words for it. Right. So I be having to describe Ooh, yes. the picture and the feeling with words. And words can be so limiting. Yeah. I feel that. You know, we we really just... We really do be so hard on ourselves. Like, <laughs> like for real, we really do. Um, that just made me think of... Like, sometimes I'll fuck up. Like, I'll make a mistake or just do something where I'm like, I definitely could have did that better. Like, when it comes to, I don't know. I'm, I don't have, like, an example. But just, like, I could have done something better or, um, you know, maybe I even, like, committed harm or something like that. And I I have, like, a thought where I'm just, like, really beating up myself, you know what I mean? And I will, like, for a second, like, project that onto my spirits and then they'll be just like, mm-mm, like, why do you think, like, why why, do, why would we, why would we do that? <laughs> like, they would be like, why, like, why don't you think that we should love you through that? Mm. Like, why do you think we should not love mm. you through that? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and that's something that they say every now and then that I really value. Um, like, why would we not love you mm. through that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I mean by where you at is where you're supposed to be. Not yeah. like in that cliche ass way of like, whatever the fuck, <laughs> but like, 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 you're going to slide. Healing mm-hmm. is not linear. You're going to have moments. And then sometimes yeah. you be fucking up. And when you judge yourself, you be looking at other people who still like you through that. And, yeah. and you stop liking them. Because how can you still like a person who does shit like that? Mm. <laughs> I don't even fuck with you no more. And it's like, <laughs> nah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And you can still talk your shit. Exactly. And maybe it does make you fake. And maybe it fucking does. <laughs> that's my whole message. That's why, And I know that that's controversial. But maybe it does make you fake, but I feel like it's restrictive to ask me to be only one thing, mm. especially when we're acknowledging that this system is consistently harmful. Yeah. It's unrealistic that you ask that I love myself all the fucking time. Okay. You know? Yeah. So radically accept yourself, even when you're, you know, experiencing jealousy. Those are the kind of emotions that people push off. You're experiencing jealousy or you're thirsty or you're needy or you want to Velcro to somebody. That, mm-hmm. That's not to say that everything you want to do is okay. But it is to say that, like, you still deserve space when you are 
causing harm. Yeah. Or, and maybe it's not in the middle of the place that you caused the harm. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, people. maybe you don't need to come <laughs> over in the middle of the nigga circle to get healing about you not liking being a nigga. I don't know. But somebody should right. hug you, but it ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be me. It ain't going to be me. Don't go to me Talk to your spirits. I don't want to fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, off of that, too. So, after this episode comes out, we're actually going to have Elena read um, a piece that they developed um, that's now published in the Root Work Journal, the first issue, okay, of the Root Work Journal. And it's in the beginning of the section as well, because it's split into four different sections, I believe. And what is ours? Unknown, unarchived, and, you know. Couldn't tell, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you in the beginning, like literally you, it starts off with your work. And I really love that every time. Um, but so, so they're going to read, um, off like that piece, um, in the next, it's not going to be a full episode, but it is going to be like a practice action because it's also going to serve as like a meditation in a sense, um, for y'all just to listen to rock with, you know what I'm saying? Just feel, and it's related to what we were just talking about, what Elena was just talking about. Um, and so, yeah. inshallah, y'all love that. And, you know, hype it's Elena a, up. It's an opportunity to, uh, show compassion to the part of yourself that, um, is thirsty. Or the dehydrated. Or the dehydrated. And that's on period. So, the last thing that we're gonna have is, you know, I want to make sure there's an opportunity for people to... Uh, keep up with you you know they listen to you uh you know converse with me for a hot minute so thank y'all for writing with us um so where can people find you on social media and then I'll also have you list um how can people pay you um for personal donations but also uh to for people who want to cover like the things that you provide like whether it's products or services um, you, you can talk about, you know, what those are or not, you know, what's that, whatever you would feel comfortable doing, but how do people pay, how can people pay you and like cover other people's services? So my Instagram is lion ass bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, spell it. Cause I told you that spelling <laughs> be getting me every time I be L I O N A S S B Y T C H. And Healing Fat Bodies Instagram is Healing Fat Bodies, H E A L I N G F A T B O D I E S. And um, websites coming soon. And I will also have places for people to listen to my meditations. I'll be recording them um, probably on Patreon. Okay, getting paid. Uh huh. I'm trying to, you know, I'm. <laughs> I just talked about struggling with inaction, but it's coming together, and I'm further than I ever have been. Amen. You know? Um, and uh, if you are interested in the support groups, you can just message Healing Fat Bodies. Um, you know, fuck professionalism. Okay. So message us and link up, and then what at you some need. point there will be some kind of registry and. You can pay me or donate to me on Cash App at like the little dollar sign healing mm-hmm. fat bodies. Um, and then I have a PayPal, and the email link to my PayPal is 
Elena without the A. <laughs> so Lena L A I N A four two seven zero at gmail.com. So it's Lena four two seven zero. Four two seven is my birthday. Okay. And so when when I first when I first be re- when I be reading that to people, they be like, Why didn't you put the zero before the four? And I'd be like, damn, it could have been 0427. That would have made more sense because the zero adds a little bit of flavor that people don't really fuck with. But yeah, Lena4270 at gmail.com. Um, um, and about the services too, the one-on-ones, like if people want to donate to cover that, how much are they usually? It's in flux. Okay. Okay, but they're... For an hour of time, it's forty four, forty four. Got you. But I think that my spirits want me to change the price, and things are gonna. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a little. Okay. I've been doing a little more studying. Yeah, boot it up. Yeah, but no, I also true. make hula hoops. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Metro Detroit area, I have not learned how to package them up mm-hmm. and like ship them off. But if you're in the area and you're looking for a hula hoop, I can make one for you. Yes. And so, uh, for those of you who would like to cover the cost of anything related to these services and products that um, that they produce and come out with, just make sure that, you know, you still send to that same cash app, the Healing Fat Bodies uh, cash app, and um, or that PayPal that they listed, and just put what you're donating for, like, in that written space. So just, you know, specify so they know what, what to do with it. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all. And Thanks. make sure to, um, you know, stay tuned for more Tay in the Water podcast Tay episodes. Tay in the water. <laughs> Tay in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and go back and listen to the other episodes, honestly, because who knows when you'll be getting another one. I'm saying stay tuned. <laughs> But like that could be for months. So twenty twenty seven, we'll be back. <laughs> uh, you know, I just refuse to be put on no damn schedule. Why would I burn myself out like that? Girl. It's a lot of content on here, y'all. I'm not gonna say no more. No. Um, but that's it. Thank you all for listening and have a black ass day. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Taylor Amari Little. Thank you for listening to this episode. Always let us know if you'd like to hear more, how this made you feel, what you resonated with, what your spirits liked about this experience that we gave you today. To continue showing support for this podcast, please share with your loved ones and your people. Bring up the podcast or rooms where people are looking and in need of this type of content. And keep us in mind when you see some wealthy ass non-black people who got the money to drop us some monies so we can continue living better better and producing better. I'll also add that protecting the intellectual property of not only myself, but anyone who steps foot onto this podcast is crucial. We do not exist in a vacuum. You know, we all be interconnected and sharing ideas with one another. But if you steal or do not give credit to us for the words that we speak, the thoughts that we channel, and the art that we produce, you will be seen and you will be hunted down. If it's not by us, it's by our spirits, spirit alliances, or physical world community members, and you can count on that. 
To tip me and support Unveiled Divine Technologies, the business where all of my services and products come through, my cash up tag is Unveiled Business. My Venmo is Unveiled Business, U-N-V-E-I-L-E-D, Business, B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. My PayPal is paypal.me, M-E slash Unveiled Business. My Patreon is also currently patreon.com slash Controversial Tay for ranging select monthly donations and work memberships as well. So book me to become a client, whether it's for divinations, for prenatal spiritual security, Amari blankets, court of arts, art commissions, or speaking engagements, just head over to tayloramarilittle.com. Show some love, show some peace, and have a black ass rest of your day. Thank you.